Welcome to Behind the Music, brought to you by the Wichita Falls Symphony Orchestra. Join us as we go behind the scenes with our talented musicians and guests to speak candidly about their musical journey and reveal interesting snippets about upcoming concerts. And now, here's your host, the Wichita Falls Symphony Orchestra music director and conductor, Fuad Fakuri. Welcome to this uh, episode of Behind the Music. Uh, I'm your host, Fuad Fakuri. We are here today to talk about our next concert coming up on February 26th at Memorial Auditorium. Joining us today is Nicholas Bardenay, a photographer and a multimedia artist who leads Westwater Arts. Welcome, Nicholas. Thanks, Fuad. Uh, nice to be here and nice to chat with you and Tim. Wonderful. Um, so be- let's just start, Nicholas. Uh, can you just tell us a little bit uh, about your background and how you became interested in photography and multimedia? Seems like a long story, but I- I've been at it for about 13 years, at least uh, professionally pairing imagery with music. And it's such a um, such a natural combination. I mean, you watch any film and you, you can see how the, the film score creates kind of the emotional tapestry for interpreting the imagery and, and vice versa. Um, the two are kind of a symbiotic uh, marriage with one another. And being sensitive to um, photography and to visuals and also being very sensitive to music, it was a very natural uh, a career path, which is a kind of a, a small niche career path. But I also had a, a mentor, um, James Westwater, who was very helpful in kind of getting me going in this, this path. And uh, I've kind of taken the taken the baton from there and done some interesting things. It's been a good life, definitely. Wow, wonderful. Um, so on our program, there are a couple of visual pieces on 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 the concert. Mahit uh, Magico is one of them, and Copeland's Rodeo. Um, can you just give our audiences a little bit of a backstory behind creating these uh, images that would would go with certain, with yeah. those pieces that we'll be performing? Absolutely. Um, so in my, my full repertoire, there's about, uh, I believe, 16 pieces at this point um, that are like visual concertos that go along with the different pieces of music. And and Mahiko and uh, the rodeo piece are, are two of those. Um, they're very different from one another, although they have very lively elements um, with different kind of musical traditions. So Mahiko um, stem from me spending a whole year uh, producing a, a larger work um, larger visual work down in Mexico. So I actually had the pleasure of living in Mexico and traveling around to about 18 different states um, to create the imagery for that. And I still think it's one of the one of the best years of my life, spending time that whole year down in Mexico. I, I really enjoyed getting to know the place and the culture and the people and you know all the things that happen when you're traveling in a in a foreign country like that is it's really special. I became sort of a informal cultural ambassador for Mexico <laughs> for all the people that think it's so dangerous <laughs> to go there. Um, yeah. It's a wonderful country. And then the rodeo piece um, actually was was kind of a dovetail project that happened around the time when I was uh, uh, producing um, something around the Grand Canyon. Um, at the time, I was working with James Westwater, who I mentioned earlier, and we were producing a, a commission piece for the Grand Canyon Suite and happened to um, come across through our research this really great uh, small kind of pickup rodeo in Williams, Arizona, um, which actually we're going to use the imagery for to create the uh, on the trail movement for the Grand Canyon Suite. And that particular rodeo um, in Williams, which is kind of uh, a springboard to the Grand Canyon, um, it was just so interesting and lively and visual and 
had so much character and we, we made so much imagery <laughs> that it just made sense to produce a whole nother piece um, to that, to like tip our hat to the, the tradition of rodeo out west and, and so on and so forth. So that music is set to a Copeland's Rodeo. Um, and the, uh, the previous piece that I was talking about, Magico, is set to uh, uh, Moncayo's Wapango. And so both have some really cool, lively sections. And I'm looking forward to the audience hearing the different musical traditions that, that sort of inspired those two. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward also to see, from my point of view, to see how the audience reacts when they are actually looking at these uh, images as we perform. Because, you know, we've performed these types of pieces before, and yeah. I know the reaction, but I, I'm really interested in seeing that additional um, sort of dimension to the project and how that affects our audience. I think it's going to be terrific. For this concert in Wichita Falls, uh, you have, I mean, we've connected and we work together, and you're, go you're going to be collaborating with a local Wichita Falls photographer, Frank Yeager, on uh, the Yellowstone project. Can you just describe a little bit of the process of putting the photos that he provided you with together to create um, your your presentation. Yeah, it's it's really neat how these uh, these collaborations come together. And for what I remember talking with you, maybe like three four years ago at, at the outset of our you know brainstorming of, of these projects, and eventually this this idea of doing this local collaboration came about for our concert in Wichita Falls, and uh, and it just seemed like a really natural fit. I. I have a program that I that I do some from time to time where um, an orchestra community submits imagery to me and then I pair it together with a piece of music um, as a way to kind of do something that's near and dear to the heart of the orchestra. And Frank, Frank Yeager, he he most definitely is a is a beloved figure in Wichita Falls into the orchestra and his photography of, of especially Yellowstone is what which is what you'll be seeing. Um, you can tell that he's passionate about the subject. And so when I was when I started this and was able to see all of the imagery that he created through many, many trips over the years to Yellowstone and through different seasons as well, um, it was such a such a cool thing to go through. And I, I feel like I, even having been to Yellowstone, I actually grew kind of a greater appreciation of, of the place and its different facets from looking through his imagery because no photographer ever, you know, captures something identically to the other. Um, so I, I feel like I learned a lot. and. And the the pairing with the the particular music that we that we eventually chose the Dvorak Largo from the, the larger New World Symphony is just reverential and it's it has this quality to it that I think really really is celebratory of you know Yellowstone being this very special place with these very special features that in many in many cases you can't find anywhere else as well as you know being the first national park in the country and so that's right. an important detail also and and the fact that that Dvorak music is so kind of sacred and reverential and over those 14 minutes that I think the audience is going to see some some really cool things that will make them even if they've been to Yellowstone it will make them appreciate the place uh, even more yeah absolutely you know I was doing some research about Yellowstone it, it wasn't only the first national park in the U.S. it was the first national park in the, in the entire world which is absolutely really right yeah you know um, and and I do think that Pairing that movement with with photographs, with the photos that that uh, Frank has provided, is going to be terrific. Because that music just almost it's it's almost as if it's a soundtrack written for specifically such yeah. a such a vista. Um, so if you could, if you for just for the listeners, if you could just describe, I mean, in a certain way, you're going to be performing with us as we are playing the music. You're going to be moving those the, the the presentation your photos in real time as we're performing 
the music. How does that work? Can you tell us about exactly. that? Exactly. So I'll I'll be there, kind of like a like a soloist in a sense, but I won't be on the stage. I'll be uh, my my uh, instruments are multiple projectors and a laptop and and so on and so forth to make all the magic happen. And um, I'll be actually positioned out of the audience, um, running the projectors, and I'll be live cueing everything. And so, which that involves over the, especially over the three pieces, hundreds of cues that I've basically memorized. Um, so I know what's happening musically, what's happening visually, and and Fuad, you and I will have a couple of rehearsals together to kind of uh, match the tempo of of those things. And it's it's always a little bit of a dance for sure. And as with live music, there's the tempo is always going to vary. So you know. Hence why I'm live cueing everything to make sure it's as seamless as possible. And the the end result is that the audience gets to see this very in sync um, performance with the, the visuals and the music, which makes it all the more special. You sort of creates a sense of anticipation and the sense of, uh, you know, what are we going to see next? And uh, and the when I'm creating these pieces, I'm definitely very sensitive to the ebbs and flows of the music as well and kind of how that feels and what that translates to in the, you know, in a visual sense also. So it should match the moods and such should match very closely with the, the imagery. Yeah, you know, I mean, I have to tell you uh, one, and we've talked a lot, obviously, before this uh, conversation. One of my biggest regrets is that I will not be able to watch it. <laughs> I'm <be> doing, <laughs> conducting the orchestra, but I'm really genuinely, I can't wait for the audience to see it. And I wish you know, I mean, I'm, I might need to even ask somebody just to sort of record it so that I can get to see the images as they're being performed directly through when we perform the music. Because obviously the screen will be on on top of me, basically. So I can't really see it. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but that's yeah. an important detail, too. So the screen is huge. Uh, the screen is, you know, 42 feet wide. So it covers a large portion of the stage. But well, I'll, I'll, I'll try to try to see if we can make something happen to show it to you. So you're not you're not tempted to look up at the screen while you're <laughs> while you're directing the orchestra. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, so before before we wrap up, um, can you tell our listeners something that you would want them to know about our upcoming performance before attending the unique concert? Is there anything that you would want to sort of encourage them to look out for or things that you, based on your experience doing this, um, something that you would want to let them know that you find meaningful prior to them attending the concert? Absolutely. Yeah. So because it is a, is a dynamic between the orchestra and the visuals and the, and the, the music is creating the, the mood and the the way to interpret the imagery. I, I would say, pay special attention um, to how all the imagery is sequenced. Um, I always pick up on things almost unconsciously sometimes when I'm performing these pieces. But when I when I'm producing them, I spend a lot of time thinking about how how the images sort of flow and create like an arc through a given piece of music through the different sections. And there's some really neat stuff that happens when you're when you're sort of paying attention to the the sequencing and like what image comes next after after the previous and like the relationships and patterns and the, the color changes and things like that that are that are created and I would say just pay pay attention to that you don't have to be fixated on it you know sit back and enjoy the the concert as well you can turn your brain off if you want as well because they're going to be presenting some really fantastic music and imagery so feel free to do that but if you want to kind of dig a little deeper um, I would say yeah pay pay special attention to kind of the space in between the images and what's happening. Um, as as they sequence with one another. There's some neat stuff there. Well, Nicholas, thank you very much uh, for for talking to us to me today. It was a pleasure, and I'm very much looking forward to this exciting concert. Uh, join us on February 26th at 7.30 p.m. for a musically and visually stunning concert experience at Memorial Auditorium.
Tickets are available now by calling the WFSO office. We'll see you at the concert. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Behind the Music, hosted by Fouad Fakuri of the Wichita Falls Symphony Orchestra. To check out more information about upcoming concerts and to purchase concert tickets, visit our website at www.wfso.org. That's wfso.org. If you've enjoyed the show, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time.